Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. For 57 years, the Arecibo Observatory, a radio and radar telescope facility located about 12 miles or 19 kilometers south of the city of Arecibo in Puerto Rico, was one of astronomy's greatest treasures. Until recently, Arecibo had the biggest radio telescope in the world, and its ability to detect distant signals made it one of the world's most powerful tools for studying both planets and moons in our own solar system and mysterious objects in distant regions of the universe. Over the years, scientists used it to determine Mercury's rotation rate and map the surface of Venus to discover the first binary pulsar and the first known exoplanet. Arecibo's researchers also made important findings about the properties and orbits of asteroids that are potentially hazardous to Earth. Back in 1974, Arecibo was even used to broadcast a radio message toward a globular star cluster, 21,000 light-years from Earth, filled with data that could potentially be deciphered by extraterrestrials to produce a simple illustration depicting a stick-figure human, our solar system, DNA, and some of the biochemicals of early life. The message was designed by astronomer Frank Drake with the help of Carl Sagan and other scientists. The telescope's deterioration became evident back in August of 2020, when a support cable failed and slipped out of its dish, leaving a 100-foot or 30-meter gash in the dish. Engineers worked to try to figure out how to repair the damage and determine the integrity of the structure. But then, on November 6th, a main cable on the same tower broke as well, a hint that other cables might be weaker than initially believed. At that point, an engineering evaluation determined that it would be too risky even to do more repair work on the telescope. On November 19th, the National Science Foundation announced that the observatory's radio telescope would be discommissioned and dismantled. But before that could happen, on December 1st, the instrument platform collapsed. This 900-ton instrument platform was suspended by cables attached to three towers at a height of 450 feet, that's about 140 meters, above the telescope's massive radio telescope dish. It's 1,000 feet or 350 meters in diameter. The platform suddenly broke away from its supports and fell. The National Science Foundation has authorized repairs to Arecibo's LIDAR instrument and a smaller telescope used for atmospheric science. But rebuilding Arecibo's radio telescope would cost an estimated $350 million. A National Science Foundation official indicated at a December 3rd press conference that it could take years for the federal government to make a decision about whether to do that. But in the meanwhile, they said that the observatory would not close completely. In addition to operating the smaller dish and the LIDAR instrument, the visitor center would remain open. The sudden and shocking apparent end of Arecibo's radio telescope caused an outpouring of remembrances on Twitter with the hashtag WhatArecibomeansToMe, both from researchers who had used the telescope and ordinary people who had visited the observatory and been inspired by it. People had chosen to get married there, and it was used as a setting in the 1995 James Bond movie GoldenEye and the 1997 sci-fi drama Contact. Arecibo was built back in 1963 at a cost of $9.3 million, which is close to $80 million in today's money. It came to exist due in large part to the efforts of Cornell University physicist William E. Gordon, who was interested in studying the Earth's ionosphere. Gordon chose Puerto Rico for the site because the sun, moon, and planets pass almost directly overhead. 
Plus, a natural sinkhole south of the city of Arecibo provided a cost-effective way to support his design of a spherical, bowl-shaped reflector planted in the ground with a movable receiver hanging over it. Pretty quickly, scientists realized the observatory would also be useful in the then-new fields of radio and radar astronomy. In 1965, one of the observatory's first great accomplishments was to discover that the true rotation rate of Mercury, the nearest planet to the Sun, was just 59 days, not 88, as had been previously estimated. In 1968, Arecibo scientists showed that sporadic radio pulses from the direction of the Crab Nebula supernova remnant came from a pulsar located at the center of the nebula. Other important discoveries followed. In 1974, Arecibo was used to discover the first pulsar in a binary system, which provided important confirmation for Albert Einstein's theory of general relativity, and for which the astronomers involved were awarded the Nobel Prize in 1993. In the 1980s and 90s, scientists used Arecibo to make more discoveries about the solar system. They used the telescope's radar to produce the first-ever maps of the surface of the planet Venus— whose thick cloud layer had blocked optical telescopes' view. They also found that despite Mercury's high surface temperature, the planet still has ice in shadowed craters at its north and south poles. In 1992, Arecibo was instrumental in yet another monumentous first, the discovery of exoplanets, which are planets outside of our solar system, orbiting around a pulsar. In 2003, Arecibo provided evidence for the existence of hydrocarbon lakes on Titan, a moon of Saturn. And in recent years, Arecibo has continued to gather important information, including helping to calculate distances that are important for understanding the universe. It's also produced radar images of Mars that revealed lava flows and other geological features that hadn't been detected in visual images of the red planet. Today's episode was written by Patrick J. Kiger and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other far-seeing topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.